This, this, this is you. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin. Stop. I used to get mad at my Hello and welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer. Good to have you here. Well, thank you. I realize that I'm here at what I guess can sort of feel like an energetic time of year, but also kind of a low energy time of year. And that's close to graduation. Yes. The semester is almost over. There's excitement in the air because graduation's about to happen, but there's also the end of the semester. Huh. Exhaustion. Yeah. I Exhaustion. have to admit, I always get to, de- I personally get depressed this time of the year because it's sad because a lot of people who I really like and have enjoyed working with are leaving me. I imagine that's kind of bittersweet because they are leaving, but they're moving on sort of out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're to do if you're exciting gonna, things, if you're going to be unselfish, then it's sweet, and if you're going to be selfish as I am, it's bitter. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to talk about graduation because there's certainly the experience of it like that, where oh, yeah. you know you're seeing people come and go. But you know, one thing that I thought about is another aspect of graduation is just the sort of approach that it is a ritual and it's one of sort of mm. the rituals you know we have a kind of some, a, a chapter a kind of a, yeah. a marker a marker in one's life and if you think about it there there are quite a few of those in education i mean some sure. of them are more of a culmination or a transition like a graduation but i always think of also there's kind of the ritual of the first Mm-hmm. You know, like your first day of maybe pre-K or sure. nursery school or first day of Absolutely. kindergarten or first day of college or, you know, whatever the case may be. And there's, yeah. you know, there's always sort of ritual and ceremony, large or small, that that surrounds those. And I th- I mean, I think that's an important part of those milestone times. And, you know, uh, the musical group uh, Semisonic uh, some years back had this great song, Closing Time, where one of their lyrics uh, was – uh, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And so that's exactly what you're saying, that something ends and then something else can begin. And at that moment, at that interface, there's ritual and there's ceremony and there's pomp and circumstance if you're Ilgar. So so it's interesting to kind of stop and think about this because, you know, let's let's talk about graduation. Please. You know, there's another way to do graduation where you mail everybody their diploma and you don't do a ceremony. Or you just, you know, the last day of a class on your, you know, your last class, you're walking out the door, you get an envelope, you know, but we make it a ceremony and a commemoration. And it might seem kind of obvious to ask why, but I think it's Mm. an interesting discussion. Why do we elevate some of those occasions to have more ritual around them? Well, first, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a sense of celebration and of course, as human beings, we believe in community. And so the idea of Having the community come together, which includes your family and your friends and your teachers and your colleagues who are students, uh, and share that moment. I mean, it's a shared moment, right? At that moment, um, you know, of course, everyone, uh, if you're a place like Southwestern where, you know, I will personally, you know, give you that envelope. Uh, but, but you all stand up at once and you're awarded 
the degree that you earned, and that happens simultaneously. And so it's a shared moment that they all and, – and for the most part, they all arrive at the same time, and, and here they are moving to their next chapter of their intellectual life together. And I think that it's, the ceremony is deserved. And, and you, it's interesting you mentioned that it you know, these ceremonies persist throughout life. Do you want, to, you want to hear about my graduation? Yes. My graduation required us to actually make uh, our own um, cap – Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of fun. Yes. And what we did was we took uh, Clorox bottles and we cut off the you know the top uh-huh. and we turned it upside down and yeah. we painted them. I remember painting it blue. I'm assuming it was empty. It was empty. Yes. Good. And we painted it blue. And so it looked almost like, you know, those British type of the, the hats that they wear, you know, when they're guarding the palace, uh-huh. you know, those big black things. Yeah. And we all wore those to our graduation. Now, it was kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> But okay. I, re- I remember this very vividly, that there was this transition from kindergarten to first grade, which, which involved physically moving from one, one building to another building. And I remember having these – I remember having a Clorox bottle hat on my head. So these traditions and these rites of passages are things that we offer, um, you know, young people from a very young age. And, and so therefore, it also becomes part of the culture that when I go from – elementary to middle, and when I go from middle to high, and when I go from high school to college, and I go from college to whatever follows, that there should be this thing. And even the idea that there's a hat involved is something that is true. I remember that. Well, yeah, it's interesting. You said the part about community because something like that. So your kindergarten graduation and mine didn't look the same. Honestly, I'm not sure we did. I don't remember. Kindergarten? Yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure we had some ceremony because Moving from kindergarten to first grade was a big deal. Did you move physical schools? I've changed schools from okay. kindergarten to well, first then, grade. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Um, but it's something that, you know, you could talk to students about that now. And right. everybody probably has a kindergarten story or a pre-K graduation story or, you know, a, a very young in school time graduation story. Even though the, the content is different, it is, as you said, sort of a shared milestone of life. By the way, this is a tangential thing. I'm going to give you a quiz right now and everyone's going to listen. I hope you pass. Me too. What was the name of your kindergarten teacher? Now this one I can do. So my kindergarten teacher was named Mrs. Baranoff. Nice. And if you are in the Austin Independent School District, there is an elementary school named after her, Baranoff Elementary. Is that right? She was an astoundingly, exceptionally wonderful teacher and I was really lucky to have her. And so Baranoff Elementary... I see. So, so, and so, yeah. But would you remember that if the school wasn't named, uh, if the school wasn't named for her? Oh, yes. Yeah. And here's another reason why. So I've been working at KUT for a few years and in the mail at the radio station one day comes this very sweet handwritten note and it says, Dear Jennifer, I listen to KUT every morning and I'm not sure if I'm remembering you correctly, but did you go to this elementary school in 1972? I think I was your kindergarten teacher and if so, this is it's wonderful to hear you. And it was Mrs. Baranoff. That's how sweet is that? I still have the note. Of course you oh, would. It was incredible. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So there, there was a teacher with, with a big impact on I me. I love it. I love and it. And she stayed in touch. I love it. Um, but I, I, you know, I just love this thought about rituals because if you sort of start thinking about there's so many rituals Around education and, you know, a lot of them are not necessarily classroom or academic related. You know, there's prom. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. A, that's a ritual that's right. of sorts. That's Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and there's there's activities around sports events mm-hmm. at all levels of a, a championship. Education. If you make it to a championship, for example. Absolutely. I mean, I think there are these moments in life that are triumphant moments. And to take the time, and in today's world where everything moves so fast and everyone's on their electronic devices, to take a moment to come together as a community, whatever that definition means for that context of community, live in the same space, and celebrate that triumphant moment. Ideally, surrounded yourself, surrounding yourself with people who are also celebrating a triumphant moment, uh, is it just uplifts, I think, the spirit. And so, and so, we want those moments of uplifting memories to hold on to, whether they're going back to kindergarten or whether they're going back to college. And I mean, I think that's why we have that ceremonial activity, so that hopefully you will remember. And and you will be mindful of that and you can look back and remember who you were and see who you are and and celebrate the fact that you're not the same person anymore. And I think that's a great gift, too. It's also a chance that I'm thinking about graduation specifically. It's also a chance to sort of kind of symbolically send this group on their way with some kind of words and comfort and acknowledgement. So I'm thinking of graduation speakers in particular. And it's, you know, it's just a way to sort of say you're going to your next step and we're going to give you kind of one final something for your journey. A little lesson. But of course, course the, the, the thing about that, though, is that it's poetic and it sounds good when you speak it or it sounds good on paper. The reality is I think very few people will remember the content of their graduation speaker. I think you're right. I think a lot of people play the who was your speaker game. Yes. And I also wonder if there are parts of ceremony and ritual that are maybe for different participants. I mean, the speech mm-hmm. could be as much for the parents of course. as for the graduates. Absolutely. Because the graduates are probably tired. And- it's, it's a triumphant and, and drunk and hungover. The, but the parents, uh, it's a triumphant moment because, I mean, this was a culmination of, you know, 20, 21 years worth of, of activity. And also, it's a very expensive investment of time and money. And, and so it's a triumphant moment for them, too. And they, and they need to, to take that moment in, too. All right. So I, I'm anticipating a triumphant moment at the end of my week-long ah, uh, struggle with the, the puzzler. puzzler. So the, let's the, let's have a little ceremony Florence, here. The Florence Burger Puzzler. The Florence Burger Puzzler. Let's have a little ceremony here and uh, here we get go. this one figured out. Do you want out. me to start playing Pomp and Circumstance? Dun, dun, no. You don't have to do that. But you're doing it anyway. Yes. Okay. Here's the puzzler for our listeners just to remind them. The challenge is to rearrange the letters of... New door to make one word, and you're not allowed to leave any letters out, and you're not allowed to uh, add any letters in. So my first, the first one I came up with is incorrect, but I'm just going to share it anyway. Please. So wooden, W O O D E N works, but it doesn't include the R. So I put the silent R at the beginning. W O O D. Yes, that that's gets everything, but not the, the R. R. Right. So that's so very close. My silent R at the beginning. The silent is wooden. R. Wooden. Yes. Very yes. nice. <laughs> All right. Any other guesses, or is that going to be where um, you're going to stand? N- well, I know it's incorrect. But in the interest of time and getting on with very the good. Okay, uh, ritual here. Okay, very good. So you want to rearrange the letters of new door to, yes, make, to make one word. 
That's it. One word. <laughs> That's very funny. One word and new door have all the letters just um, permuted, as they say they in do. mathematics. That's a great puzzler for audio. Yeah, yes. Especially yeah, exactly. because I assumed one word right. meant one word. it had to be one word. Exactly. But I, I deliberately read this and said, uh, rearrange the letters to make one, one word. Yes. And the answer is, is one word. word. Yes. Well, I have to say, go Florence on that one. That was excellent. <laughs> Good. She'll love hearing that. That, that, was, that was excellent. That excellent. was excellent. Good. So, Ed, just as we wrap up this episode here, it occurs to me, we've been talking about ritual and education and sort of the points in time, first day of school, last day of school, prom, athletic events. If you could sort of wave a magic wand and say, okay, education system, formal education system, we're going to now introduce a new ritual at X particular time for X particular reason. Is there an event or something that happens in education right now that you think deserves a ritual where we should do more of this or should honor or commemorate or celebrate as a community where that doesn't happen right now? Well, I take it that in your question, you mean something that everyone kind of does simultaneously. But but if you allow me to not do that, I would say – I'll allow it. Thank you. Then <laughs> then my favorite one will be when things go wrong, so when we fail. Uh, and I think the idea of having a big pomp and circumstance and, and genuine celebration when things don't go right, uh, as long as we have come to a place where we had an epiphany and we're going to move forward in a way that will make us better – I think we should be celebrating that. All right. So we're going to play this out just a little, the little bit of time we have left. So what does a, what are we going to call this? A celebration of, okay, hold on a second. You really want me to do this. Um, a celebration of growth. Okay. So what does this, what would a celebration of growth ceremony look like? Everybody brings like their failing grade Test or paper together? <laughs> how do we? How would we a do big this? Bonfire. Because I love, I love the idea though of normalizing that as a part of education, right? So normally, I think we kind of hide those away, like oh, exactly. I, if someone says, "Hey, what'd you get on the test?" Uh, I didn't do as well as I thought. Uh, right. I got and a little should, lower, right. and then you just sort of shuffle off and hope nobody asks, asks any you. more questions. Right. Yeah. So this brings it out in the open, shines yep. a light on it. What would this? What would this look like? I think it would be um, an event where uh, people would uh, stand up and with great pride declare an episode that did not go according to plan and then uh, offer a brief reflection as to what that led to that led them to become better. Because that's and, the key. Exactly. And because that's effective failure. Failure, I'm not interested in, but effective failure. And then the next person gets up and says, well, I actually you know, failed this midterm, but it forced me to learn how to study better. And I ended up doing really well in the class and learning a lot of stuff. And, and I grew from there and you know, that kind of thing. So really what we should do is every time we struggle, struggle technically to like get our sound equipment set up, we should not get frustrated, but no. we should celebrate our... An ability to. With a ceremony, a ceremonial <laughs> opening of our, our broadcast. Exactly. Okay. Well, get to work on a theme song for that, and we'll check in on that You don't later. like Elgar, Pomp and Circumstance? Well, it's been taken. Do you know, do you know, do you want to hear a piece of trivia about that? Yes. I believe that was actually written by Elgar for, at the birth of Queen Elizabeth II. 
So that's the original. I think intent. that's right, or something. It's, it's connected mm-hmm. with Queen Elizabeth, and I find that really cool. You know, and so you don't think of it as a march. It was kind of more of a just a triumphant moment of celebration. And now, of course, it's the march that a lot of people use for a triumphant moment of celebration. There you go. Still. There you have it. Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org. I'm Jennifer Staten, KUT News.